welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 224th time on this Friday, March 19th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, A Royal Gush. Everywhere. Sound the alarms, ring the bells, make way for the kick. I mean, Prince and his wife. Yep, unless you've been living under a rock for the past few weeks, you definitely know about the whole Prince Harry and Meghan Markle thing with everyone's favorite car-gifting talk show aunt, Oprah, as the host, and it's been blowing the lid off of a lot of stuff concerning the royal family and how they work. In the spirit of things, considering how America keeps its finger on the pulse of celebrity culture really frequently, and that the most likely situation is that everyone already knows everything about the Harry and Meghan thing anyway, why don't we look at some other interviews that have shaped culture as a whole? I think that would be interesting, and it might take some of the heat off of this and let someone discover something cool that they might not have known was out there until now. First up, James Fry. Now, honestly, I had no idea who this man was before writing this episode, but here's what went down. In 2006, he went on Oprah's talk show to admit that a book he wrote wasn't true. So basically, he was writing fiction and making his life more interesting so he could sell more books. In one story, he tells of a back-to-back root canal surgery without anesthetic, which to me doesn't seem all that plausible, because some people can't even handle the sound of the scraping tool during a normal dentist visit. Please ignore me raising my hand. And then he said he had one of the most dreadful and no doubt painful things known to a dentist office done to him without numbing and was okay the entire time? Yeah, I'm not buying it, Chief, and as it turns out, I must be the anomaly because everyone believed it to the point of even Oprah herself saying it was revolutionary. And that's when they noticed. The Smoking Gun. I'll link to the full article in the description, but what essentially happened was a six-week investigation into this dude revealed that one thing in his book about an arrest he'd received in which he said that he did all kinds of illegal things involving drugs and attempted murder resulted in only an 87-day jail term, and it was refuted as the less entertaining and supposedly accurate version when he got two traffic tickets, spent five hours in jail, and was released on $733 of cash bond. Crime doesn't pay, but apparently lying about it for him did, because believe it or not, this book was the number one paperback nonfiction book on the New York Times bestsellers chart for 22 weeks in a row. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Next we go from the early 2000s to the year that I became a teenager. Eight years ago in 2013, Oprah sat down with Lance Armstrong to discuss what all went down with his scandal in regards to doping at the handlebars, which came as a shock to a lot of people, and rightly so. Lance Armstrong was regarded as one of the best cyclists ever, so to hear something like this is sort of insane. As of 2018, what he confessed to has cost him $100 million plus, and also he's been subject to lawsuits by the dozen, and the Livestrong organization he started has taken a hit. Lance was pushed out of his position as chairman, and they lost millions in donations, going from nearly $42 million annually to under $2.5 million as of 2018. And also, they sold the headquarters a year prior in 2017 for $17 million. As you can see, even though the brand is rebuilding, it hasn't been easy so far. 
This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 91, verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Let's get into this and break the verse down bit by bit. First up, it says, I will say of the Lord. So the psalmist here is talking about God. He's talking about something he would say about God. And the next part is, he is my refuge and my fortress. We know that God is a protector. God is a provider, and he can help us in all our needs. Whether we're unsure about something, whether we don't know what's going to happen next, whether in the good or in the bad, God is our protector and he is our provider. We also know that in the Bible it says that from whence cometh my help, it comes from God. So you can say that and you can speak that over your life. You can, when you don't know where to turn, turn to God because this verse says that he is our refuge and our fortress. Fortresses are places where people go to find shelter. And what better shelter than the shadow of the Almighty? We know that Psalm 91 verse 1 mentions abiding in the shadow of God. So that's what we can do. We can, when we don't know where to turn, when we don't know what to do, just abide in Him, abide in what He's called us to do, abide in where He's called us to be, and the person He's called us to be, because He will not let us down. In Him, we should trust. Trust in Him today, friend. He won't let you down. We continue on through interviews that shock the world with Margaret Thatcher. She's more widely known as the Iron Lady, but when she was Secretary of Education, she was simply called either Margaret or the Milk Snatcher. Because one of the things she did while in office in the 80s was repeal the right to school children to have free milk at lunch. For Americans, it might be a bit weird because we all grew up with milk. We all just had to walk by the lunch line, pick one out of the carton, and go on. We could have that. But Thatcher's theory was a lot different. What essentially happened was she proposed a compromise that was later accepted that milk would only be available to pupils in the nursery and primary schools because she wanted to save money in order to build a new primary school during her tenure in office. There's a link in the description that's got some context on the whole milk issue if you're interested in finding out more. In 1971, she sat down with a member of The Guardian to explain a lot of the things that she did and some policies she oversaw. It was groundbreaking for sure, and people got a glimpse of her in a different light. The next important interview is basically the Harry and Meghan sit-down of yesteryear. I'm talking about Princess Diana. She laid everything on the table to Martin Bashir of BBC, and that got a lot of people thinking because some of the things she discussed shed some light on the royal family and the struggles of being under the watchful eye of the media in not just your own country, but others as well. It was then levied against the BBC interview staff that they had gotten her to agree to the interview through some pretty shady dealings and that they also used forged documents to create drama that suggested the royal family was spying on her and in fact, a year later in 1996, the company launched an investigation and found that the documents had been faked, but didn't have any bearing on Diana's decision to do the interview in the first place. Which is honestly kind of surprising to me, because if you get a bigger interview like that, I'd think the last thing you'd want to do is make stuff up to get more people to listen. 
This, to me, is sort of reminiscent to the James Fry thing from earlier, but this time, it's in reverse. Who knows, maybe old Jimmy Boy watched the Diana interview and that got the wheels turning. The palace staff was taken by surprise. They didn't expect something like that to happen, but at the same time, they adapted and protected Diana's reputation. I'll help you out. I'll put a link in the description to the videos of all these interviews, and you can watch them for yourself. I'm sure it'll be an eye-opening experience. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.